Hello and welcome to Aaron Parsons After Dark. And I've come to a place where I think it's time to discuss a very important podcast topic. So without delay, let's jump in and talk about cults. When it comes to recognizing cult behavior, Christians are not taught this very well. We were taught it was just, well, Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons and people who practice Islam and other groups, we were taught those were the cults. Figuring out what cult behavior was is difficult for anyone who believes in religion because it would have made anyone involved with some kind of spirituality question their own group. Instead, cults themselves were made to be about who was the right doctrine and who was the wrong doctrine. Religious cults try to define a cult, quote-unquote, as people who believe the wrong things. Evangelicals and fundamentalists in particular, they're taught that Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses are both cults because of their beliefs. But the problem is that there's a deflection in that last sentence to pretend a wrong belief, quote-unquote, makes one a cult, especially when that group of people is a very large group of people. Now, because this show is based on actual research and information and not just straight up faith as evidence of what is unseen, let's take a look at Steve Hassan's bite model for cults, which I'm going to include in the show notes, by the way. The bite model talks about what dynamics actually show cult behavior. So let's get into it. What is cult behavior? Number one, cult behavior involves not believing the right things sends you to hell or not believing the right things gets you kicked out of a church or a club. Number two, social control, i.e. people being ditched when they leave the church or a cult. People in the cult, they gossip. Yes, I use the word gossip about the people leaving the cult or church as dangerous or off track because when the person who left was in the cult, the cult leaders were encouraging every person's social time to be spent or invested in going to church, culty, or church activities. There was no time for socializing or volunteering or doing other activities besides work outside of with church people or cult people. There was a strong emphasis on quote-unquote serving and free volunteer labor for church or cults. Number three, there is a strong attempt to control behavior. What you do with your money, when and how to have sex or use birth control, how you dress, how women do their hair, treatment for mental health or other medical decisions... It has to line up with church or cult standards. There's a heavy push on tithing, especially for causes surrounding protecting children in a cult or children in general so they can join the cult eventually. And even though it's against the law in Canada, cults push to figure out ways to illegally practice conversion therapy for LGBTQ folks in the cult or ABA for members that are in a church, or in said cult. Number four, they try to control what information you take in. 
They discourage sources of information that could contradict the cult when they say things like the media and the deep state are against us. They push against documentaries or podcasts that expose the abuse in the group. They discourage public education, trade schools or university, or promote colleges and institutions for education that further indoctrinates into a church or cult perspective. They control what TVs and movies can be consumed. And only leadership gets information about a lot of things that could dramatically impact members of the cult or church or harm children. Think of actions like covering up for abusers or keeping certain things in-house, quote-unquote. Number five, they misquote other perspectives. And they would say that the media does this too, but called spin by making things up rather than the media's problem with offering a limited perspective on actual events. Great examples would be lying about critical race theory, what feminism is, or that Jesus and John Wayne is a post-Christianity book rather than a historical account. And in evangelical cults, they are notorious for cherry-picking Bible verses out of context to proof text and push their own narratives to establish more control over the cult. And in case I forgot, there's also the use of an outlier of a marginalized group to silence what the majority are voicing. Think about using a person to proclaim to people inside the cult and others listening in why we should be saying Merry Christmas as a white culture rather than Happy Holidays. Number six, controlling thoughts and emotions. And I could do a whole episode on this and why cults are more effective than the media at doing this. There are whole industries for pumping out music and movies that convey cult perspectives. Pure Flicks, Tooth and Nail Records, those are just two examples off the many that are coming up off the top of my head. I mean, we could talk about things like Fox News or OAN or Newsmax, but they're not necessarily just geared towards cults. There are literally bands, rappers, gamers, Instagram influences and Twitch streamers that promote black and white thinking, neoliberalism, populism. They teach people not to trust their feelings or their guts so they stop thinking critically. They use spiritual bypassing through prayer. They use chanting, music, and other kinds of technology to drown out thoughts that may cause you to doubt their teaching or face unpleasant realities about the group or cult. And toxic positivity is huge in cults which emphasizes on teaching that certain feelings are bad to even feel. Number seven, making you believe at the core of yourself is unworthiness, total depravity. Without the group's savior, you're doomed. That you will need to be rescued by Jesus by praying Romans 10 verse 9 as if it's a formula is just one of the many examples that cults use to make you feel like you're worthless unless you cling on to the savior of the world. Number eight, making you live in fear of picking the wrong path, quote-unquote not being in the will of God, or that bad things will happen to you, like you'll get sick, or God will remove his protection if you don't follow certain rules, or, you know, blessings will be held back if you don't fall in line. A big example of this is that if you get the COVID vaccine, According to many cults, you get the mark of the beast or that you will not get into heaven at all. 
The issue here is that preaching a transactional deity is punitive and the fear comes as a result of micromanagement, which isn't just unhealthy in the workplace, as my wife would point out from experience, but in any and in all churches and cults, it's unhealthy to practice micromanagement. It will cause people to be on their toes. It will cause people to walk on eggshells. And that's why people leave churches that push micromanagement and pretty much invade the privacy of every single member whenever they do something that the cult or the church doesn't like. Number nine, religious group isolation. As in the idea that the church or the cult is the only correct group or denomination who's figured out truth, i.e. they read the right Bible translation, or they do baptism the right way, or they have a specific prophet that has all the answers. And pretty much anyone outside of the group or the cult, they have incomplete truth, or they're just wrong. Colleges or special conferences and seminars that are only for a specific group or for a church or for a certain denomination like the SBC that, you know, reinforce their brand, they have an emphasis on the doctrine of separation. If you get information outside of the group, if you get just any kind of resource that is not connected to that church or the cult or the denomination, you're doing something wrong or you're following something that will lead you astray. And finally, number 10, critics from the outside are all doing the devil's work. Self-reflection and self-awareness is discouraged and leadership lies and covering up of abuse. It's all done so that the cult members or the church members that are involved, they won't ask questions about what goes on behind closed doors and they won't ask questions about what's really going on or there won't be any criticism. And if there is any questions or criticism, it's all just lies, essentially. This is what I grew up with for over 15 years. This was evangelicalism in my experience. And I never knew all this was a thing, but I felt the effects of everything I just addressed, even if I never saw the problems that I see now. And even worse is that because I'm a straight, cisgender, Asian man, I never knew how this affected marginalized groups besides the, the poor and students that were struggling financially. All I knew was that church would give me happiness. Even mainstream doctors and psychologists, they say going to a church or getting into spirituality, it's going to make you happy. But I wasn't happy. And I felt like there was something wrong with me this whole time. I felt like I needed to be controlled. I felt like I had no protection once I left the church. I felt like the world makes no sense outside of evangelical Christianity. But I was wrong. I was wrong about everything. I may even be wrong about certain things I'm saying right now or certain things I think about right now when it comes to spirituality. I may even be wrong about my feelings about what I'm feeling right now. And that's the point. The point is that evangelicals have reflecting that needs to be done if they think they're not in a cult. Because most likely, evangelicalism in itself is a cult. The system was built to keep people in the world, but not of the world. The system was built on control, on the premise of limitless life and potential, only to put its own limits on life until death on this earth. They've been fighting for freedom out of knowledge that only has broken promises of freedom. You know what, I've seen it all. 
when I've left. I've seen women abused by evangelicalism. I've seen women trafficked because of evangelicalism. I've seen men who felt alone in the church leave and embrace their neurology or sexuality that isn't binary. I've seen people excel in their lives after leaving a cult and they became all that they can be without toxic positivity or the law of attraction. I'm sorry for having to call a spade a spade before ending this episode, but I have to tell it like it is. Evangelicalism, evangelical Christianity is a cult, and it's a way of the empire and not Jesus Christ. That's just how it is. Think about it.